Welcome to this month's Pharmacy Team Training Update. My name is Judith Poulton and I am a community pharmacist with a special interest in healthcare education. This month's training is on asthma and focuses on how you and the team can help your customers to have a greater understanding about their asthma and the inhalers they use. This training module will form part of a series of training modules focusing on asthma. The next one in the set will be a clinical pharmacist course, which will be available shortly. Before we begin this podcast, please remember you and the team can watch the online training, download your certificate after completing your CPD questions, and get access to useful resources by logging on to www.virtualoutcomes.co.uk. In this training, we are going to look briefly at what asthma is, which inhalers are commonly used and how to use them, the tools available to help start conversations with people about their asthma, and finally, we will look at ideas for some displays you could do to highlight the topic. Asthma is a common long-term or chronic disease which affects over 5 million people in the UK. It affects people of all ages and often starts in childhood, although it can also develop for the first time as an adult. It is caused by an inflammation in the air passages that results in a temporary narrowing of the airways that carry oxygen to the lungs. The airways react in three ways. One, the muscles around the walls of the airways tighten so that the airways become narrower. Two, the lining of the airways becomes inflamed and starts to swell, also making the airways narrower. And three, sticky mucus or phlegm can sometimes build up, which also helps to narrow the airways. All of these reactions make it harder for the person to breathe and lead to the following common symptoms. Wheezing, chest tightness, pain or pressure, shortness of breath, coughing, especially at night. Asthma may occur randomly or after exposure to a trigger. Common triggers include allergies to house dust mites, animal fur or pollen, smoke, pollution and cold air, exercise and infections like cold or flu. Asthma attacks are common. Every 10 seconds someone in the UK has a potentially life-threatening asthma attack and many of them will be so serious that the person is hospitalised. In the UK, 185 people a day are admitted to hospital because of an asthma attack and a child is admitted every 20 seconds. In 2017, over 1,300 people died of asthma, equivalent to three per day and an increase of 25% over the last decade. Two thirds of asthma deaths could have been prevented with better routine care. The treatment of asthma is based on two goals, one, relieving future symptoms, and two, preventing future attacks. Inhaled medications form the centrepiece in the treatment and management of asthma. Many different types of inhalers are available, but pressurised metered dose inhalers, commonly abbreviated to PMDIs, and dry powder inhalers, abbreviated to DPIs, are the most common. Evohalers are examples of a PMDI, 
And in order for patients to receive the maximum available dose from this type of inhaler, they are required to actuate or press down the pressurised canister to release the medication while they perform a slow, steady and deep inhalation. Accuhalers, turbohalers and easyhalers are examples of dry powder inhalers and these require a different technique to get the maximum benefit. Patients need to prepare their inhalers according to the instructions and then they need to breathe in fast and deeply until their lungs feel full. In both cases, patients should follow the instructions included with their inhaler to ensure that they get maximum benefit from it. Examples include the best body position when using the inhaler and how to keep the inhaler clean. Patients should also be advised to hold their breath for up to 10 seconds or as long as they can comfortably after they have used the inhaler. Finally, they will need to repeat the whole process if they are required to take more inhalations. There are a number of factors that are associated with poor control of asthma, including poor inhaler technique, not using inhalers as prescribed, being a smoker or being overweight, lack of an asthma plan, patients' lack of understanding about what triggers their asthma, and poor perception about what constitutes well-controlled asthma from both the patient and healthcare professional. Although study results vary, it is estimated that between a third and a half of patients are not using their inhalers correctly, thus significantly reducing the dose of the medication delivered to their lungs. This has been linked to reduced symptom control, an increased risk of exacerbations, increased hospitalisations and increased mortality rates. The main inhaler technique errors which are associated with the greatest impact on asthma control and hence outcomes are for pressurised metered dose inhalers, one, the patient's coordination and two, the patient's body position, i.e. not tilting their chin upwards. And for dry powder inhalers, DPIs, the main factors included one, not breathing out before inhaling and two, not breathing hard and fast enough. Inappropriate medication either being prescribed or not used properly is another factor in poorly controlled asthma. A national review of asthma deaths identified, one, that there was excessive prescribing of reliever medication, for example, salbutamol. This ranged from more than 12 short-acting relievers being prescribed annually the recommendation is that anyone prescribed more than one short-acting reliever device a month should have their asthma urgently assessed, to some patients having over 50 prescribed a year. Two, that there was an under-prescribing of preventer medicines such as steroid inhalers. To comply with recommendations, most people would usually need at least 12 preventer inhalers prescribed annually. The data showed that just over a third of people were issued fewer than four preventer inhalers and just over half of them had less than 12 prescribed over the year. If you would like to read this review, the link is on the resources page on the right hand side of the screen. We are now going to watch a short video made by Dr Tapas Mukherjee for the University Hospitals of Leicester. I would like to take this opportunity to thank Tapas for allowing us to use it.
Hello. Did you get to the asthma clinic on time? Yes, Mum. Get the doctor to show you how to use your inhaler. Oh, I think it's my turn now. Now time for some music. One, two, three, four, five. Inhalers are important. Let me tell you why. Whether you're a nurse or doctor, especially a patient, inhalers save lives, so pay attention. Relievers help when you're out of breath, after exercise, cold weather or times of stress. But they alone don't keep your asthma stable. You need a preventer which has a different colored label. So if you wheeze in the day or cough at night, check with your asthma nurse that your routine is right. But for an efficient technique, when you pump it, let's cue the music and the trumpet. A little bit of shaking and breathe out. Place between your lips, finger and thumb. Now breathe in, push down as you do. Inhale slowly, all the way through. Once you're done inhaling, then hold your breath, around 10 seconds, and then rest. If you're supposed to have another puff, then repeat all of the above. Take your inhaler out and shake it up and down. Take the cap off the front and remember to breathe out. Make a good seal and gently breathe in. Push down, complete the breath and count to ten. Take a puff once or take a puff twice. But if it looks like this, then you're doing it right. One, two, three, four, five. Everybody in the house, come along, let's try. As you have already heard in this training, it is important that all your patients with asthma have a good understanding of the factors that can affect their effective management of their condition. All of the team, from your healthcare assistant to the pharmacist, have a role to play in this, and we will now look at some of the ways you can support them. The Pharmacy Quality Payment Scheme, more commonly known as QPS, highlights that good asthma control is high on the government's national agenda. As you are aware, you and the team were asked to identify asthma patients for whom more than six short-acting bronchodilator inhalers, for example salbutamol, were dispensed without any corticosteroid inhaler within a six-month period. From the training, I hope you can now understand the continuing role pharmacy teams can play in identifying these patients who may have poorly controlled asthma, which may lead to more serious consequences. More recently, the focus has now expanded to include checking that children between the ages of 5 and 15 who have been prescribed an inhaled corticosteroid have a spacer device and a personalised asthma plan. The National Institute for Clinical Excellence 
NICE guidance recommends the use of spacer devices for children with the aim of maximising the benefits of preventative therapy in attaining good asthma control whilst minimising potential systemic absorption of the corticosteroids. Both adults and children should have a personalised asthma plan as they are four times less likely to die from an asthma attack than those people without one. A personal plan can help identify worsening asthma, support corrective action and can advise patients and carers of how and when to seek help. A study identified 77% of patients did not have one. There is a link on the resources page on the right-hand side of this screen for both a children's and adult's asthma plan that you can download and share with your patients and carers. You and the team have a unique opportunity as healthcare professionals to start conversations with your patients when they come in monthly to collect their regular medication for asthma. There are some excellent free resources available to help you identify patients that need further support and advice either from a member of your team or their GP or asthma nurse. The Asthma Control Test has been created by medical asthma experts and scientifically tested on hundreds of asthma sufferers. It provides asthma patients and healthcare professionals with a useful score which will help determine the most effective treatment regime. The test consists of five simple questions with multiple choice answers. These are all scored and depending on the patient's score at the end is an indicator of how well their asthma is controlled. The results can then be discussed with the pharmacist as part of a medicine usage review. A copy of the questions could be given to patients who are waiting for their inhaler script to be dispensed. Don't forget to put it on a clipboard with a pen or attach a note to prescriptions waiting for collection, reminding the team to ask people to complete a questionnaire when they are in the pharmacy. Paper copies of the tests can be downloaded and the link is on the resources page on the right hand side of this screen. We mentioned earlier in the training that two of the factors that are associated with poor control of asthma are not using inhalers as prescribed and poor perception about what constitutes well-controlled asthma from both the patient and healthcare professional. The Asthma Right Care slide rule has been developed to help stimulate conversations with people about over-reliance on short-acting beta-2 agonists, shortened to SABAs, or, as we've referred to them in this training, relievers, for example, salbutamol inhalers. The tool uses a different approach as it allows people to come to their own conclusions about their over-reliance on their reliever medication. As can be seen from the pictures on the screen, the slide rule allows people to choose how often they've used their reliever, that is, blue inhaler over a period of time, for example, a day, a week, a month, etc. And from that, they can see whether their usage falls into an acceptable range, for example, the green zone on the slide roll. If it falls into the amber or red zones, this allows you to start a conversation and refer them to your pharmacist for an MUR. A slide rule and instructions on its use, as well as helpful tips on how to start a conversation, can be ordered and the link is on the resources page on the right-hand side of this screen. We have already discussed how you can use the Asthma Control Check Questionnaire and Slide Rule to start valuable conversations with patients. 
running an asthma campaign would also help you start the conversation. You could do a campaign focused on the effect smoking has on asthma. Smoking can reduce how effectively asthma medication works, as well as reducing lung function. It also increases the risk of developing further lung conditions like COPD. Or you could focus on obesity. It is believed that there is a link between obesity and asthma, as people's asthma improves if they lose weight, and children are less likely to get it if they are not obese. Remember, Virtual Outcomes has training modules available on both smoking and obesity in the course library if you want more information on these topics. Could you make cards like the ones illustrated on the screen to hand out to patients reminding them about their inhaler technique, depending on the type of inhaler they are using? Or put a display up saying that incorrect inhaler technique can lead to poorly controlled asthma? And when did they last have their inhaler technique checked? We have now come to the end of this training, and we hope that you have enjoyed it. Asthma is a life-threatening condition if not well controlled, and you and the team have potentially 12 opportunities a year to have a conversation with your patients who have asthma about their condition using some fantastic tools. If you want to view the online training, have access to both your certificate and the resources tab, please log on to www.virtualoutcomes.co.uk. We would also like to use this opportunity to ask you to encourage the rest of your colleagues to view the video.